Salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, The Commish. I want to show some love to a few people within the NBA. Six-man award goes to Boston guard Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon won the six-man of the year award. He posted 14 about 15 points a game thus far. He holds about 44% from three-point land. He's the third Boston Celtic to win the sixth man. The year award has done an amazing job coming off the bench. Goes without saying. He is behind Kevin McHale and Bill Walton for holding this particular award for the sixth man of the year. Congratulations to him. Sacramento coach, Sacramento Kings coach, Mike Brown won his second Coach of the Year award, first with the Sacramento Kings, his first year with the Sacramento Kings, takes this team to the playoffs for the first time since 2006, if I'm correct. It's been 17 years since the Sacramento Kings have been in the playoffs course he is playing against his former team Golden State Warriors and I will get on to that in just a second defensive player of the year award goes to Jaron Jackson Jr. for the Memphis Grizzlies outstanding brother did a great job defending against the opponents for his team there in the playoffs as we speak congratulations to him wanted to throw that out there before I get started talking about the NBA officiated. But before I go into that, I think people want to hear more about what I feel about what Draymond Green did a few nights ago. Game two of the series between the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings, which they played there in Sacramento that evening. For those that did not watch that game, or for those that did not see the highlights of that game, Shame on you. Outside of that game being an outstanding game, there were some things that happened that really raised an eyebrow. And I say that lightly. I don't think it's so much the fact that it raised an eyebrow. But it made people think just how bad this officiating was for this particular game. For those that did not see what happened, Draymond Green was defended by Sacramento Kings forward Damastus Damastus Sabonis, I believe his name is. Forgive me if I said his name. Long story short, they scramble for the ball, which Sabonis grabs Draymond Green's ankle, which kept him from moving, pivoting around him, of which Draymond Green took it upon himself to just step on Sabonis, step on his chest, and launch himself from him to get freed, of which he was teched. He served a technical foul, of which eventually he got ejected from the game for doing such a thing, such a heinous thing. Now, there's many people out there that don't think what he did was heinous, and that's fine and good. I'm not here to debate what people think about what he did. 
I have my feelings. I have my gut feelings about what you're supposed to do when you're playing professional sports. And one of those things is not to step on someone's chest to get free when someone grabs their leg. Now, then there's others that probably say different. There's a number of professional athletes that think I'm stupid or crazy for even saying something like this. But I want people to think and understand one thing when we're talking about the NBA playoffs. Sometimes the most egregious thing you can do can cost your team a chance to win. Now, it just so happens that after all that was done, that Tuesday night or Thursday night, whatever they played, Draymond Green served a one-game suspension for what he did. People uproared about the fact that, oh, Draymond Green should not have served a game suspension for what he did. Okay. But why do you think he should not have served a one-game suspension? After he stepped on someone's chest and launched himself from this guy's chest just to free his leg so that he can go back down the court and play defense. So what you're telling me is there's nothing wrong with that. If Sabonis did not grab his ankle, this would this would never have happened. If Woody have gone to the police, this would never have happened. I don't know if anybody remembers that part. But it's interesting how we see this two ways. Not everybody thinks the same way that the commission thinks. People think that he should not have been suspended for a game because he was ejected from the game. Well, the ejection came when he stepped on the man's chest. You can't put a mud hole on somebody's chest and think you can still play the game because he wraps his arms around your ankle. So what? And let's be frank, ladies and gentlemen, for those listening to the sound of my voice, that the NBA saw something dead wrong when they saw this black man step on this white man's chest. Otherwise, why would he serve a one-game suspension and not Sabonis? Yeah, we could think of all these things that happen. But the point I'm trying to make tonight is you don't do these things to put this team in a position to lose. Game three, they played without Draymond Green. And by God's grace, they won thanks to 36 points from Steph Curry. And of course, efforts from their role players. Kevon Looney stepped up big. Jordan Poole stepped up big. A number of other guys stepped up big that game. Andrew Wiggins too. But it became an all-out effort to make sure that they had to win that game three because what you did not want to do was lose game three knowing that game four is right there in your backyard and now you got to struggle to go back to Sacramento down 3-1. But this could have been avoided if Draymond Green just did not step on that man's chest. I don't care what anybody has to say about what the NBA should have done what you don't do is launch yourself from this man's chest when somebody's got his arms around you. I mean, there's other ways to settle this problem. There's other ways to make this work so that you don't miss a game, that you can finish out the series. They need them in the worst way. And I saw the stats, and I'm not going to give you the stats, but you got to believe with Draymond not in the game, they miss out on his defense, they miss out on his rebounding. Those are things that they need in this series. Because the Sacramento Kings had them pegged. They know what they can do against this team and win. 
it's been proven. And the fact that the Golden State Warriors can't play well on the road, this is a recipe for disaster for these guys. But Draymond, brother, what makes you think what you did was justified? You mean to tell me there was no other way to free yourself other than to launch yourself from the man's chest? You don't think the NBA is going to look at that and say, you know what? Draymond's got a point. He shouldn't have grabbed his ankle. Let's, Dr- let's let Draymond play game three. None of that makes any sense. It's heinous that you would have to do that in the first place. And based off the perception of what everybody else saw, what made you think that he wouldn't be suspended? Now, I do believe if you're going to suspend Draymond, you should have dr- suspended Sabonis a game for putting his arms around him. And this goes into my whole problem with NBA officiating. Because it does not fit the crime. The punishment only fits one crime. And that one crime was Draymond Green. And his retaliation. And his antics against Sabonis. But then you make Sabonis look like he's the victim. He shouldn't have had his arms around Draymond's leg. So you give him a pass? This is what I'm saying about the officiating, and thus the NBA as a whole. It is failing at a rapid rate to be able to control the dynamic of this sport. If the refs cannot get this right, and the NBA executives can't get this right, what promise do we have about this NBA moving forward? Because for the years to come, we'll know that the refs will dictate the game to make sure that the outcome favors the team that they want to win. So as long as you're playing at home, there becomes a greater chance of winning because we know the refs will dictate the outcome of the game. What bothers me to no avail is how these commentators and analysts and broadcasters and journalists and podcasters all say, oh, the, the refs are dictating the outcome of the game. You think? They've been doing this for years. If anybody's been listening to my podcast at all over the last three years, they would know how much I can't stand the refs in the NBA. Does that mean that we gotta throw egg at the NFL refs too? Not necessarily, because they're doing what's necessary to at least correct the problem in the NFL. It's not the same in the NBA. It's just not. The executives have capitulated to what the players want to do, the antics they got to put up with. And so the refs can't figure out for for the life of them, what's a foul from another foul? What's a technical from a flagrant? We don't know that by now. How are you going to get paid all this money and you can't differentiate between a flagrant foul from a technical foul? I've seen fouls not get called and I see phantom calls made because we don't understand the rules of the game anymore. And you hire these guys to do a job and they get paid goo gobs of money to, to, to ref these games and they fail. And, the, and then the NBA... They turn a blind eye, they wash their hands, and say, see you tomorrow. We'll live with the fault. We'll live with the shame that we can't correct this problem. 
to watch something like that happen between Draymond Green and Damascus Sabonis and still not get it right. You suspend Draymond Green a game, but not Sabonis? What? Okay, yeah, Sabonis didn't step on Draymond Green's chest, but he held his leg. What if something happened to Draymond Green in that process? What if? Would you thought about suspending him or giving him a hefty fine and let him play game three anyway? It's by the grace of God that Steph Curry had 36 points and had a help from his team and his players and Looney and Poole and, and Wiggins and, and some others. But it does help to play at home, right? Home court advantage is the best thing you can have in the NBA in the playoffs. You, I, I mean, I'm telling you this right now. Moving forward, long term, if the refs are going to be this bad and the executives are not going to do anything about it, please have home court advantage. Please. It's your, it, it's your saving grace if you're trying to make the finals these days. Because whether you're hot or you're cold, the outcome could be in your favor even if you have a bad night from the field. I don't know what the percentage was with Steph Curry from three points, but it wasn't good. But he did enough to get this team to win. And I'll give it to Steph because that's what playmakers are supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. What's, what's the saying go? Big players make big plays and big games. I mean, listen, when it's time for these guys to step up and do what's necessary, they do it. But in the meantime, you got to coddle Draymond Green for what he's done. And as much as I don't think he's the villain of the NBA, I think he absorbs it. I, I think he really enjoys being that 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 player that riles up the team, riles up the crowd. Anything to to get him energized, to go out there and be just as crazy on the court. Interesting enough, there's a quote that I heard on a movie some time ago. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Draymond Green has lived long enough to become that villain, whether he's doing something wrong or not. Sometimes it's self-imposed. It's what he wants to do. Because he gets a kick, he gets a, a high off of watching these people's reactions. Sometimes he gets a high just from what the NBA decides to do with him. Because in the back of his mind, he feels like I'm being villainized. I haven't done anything wrong. I've done things that I felt I needed to do because why would somebody grab my leg in the playoffs? I did what I had to do. <laughs> Draymond, you didn't have to do that, bro. It's the reason why you're getting the suspension not supposed but we can't allow that to happen thinking that's okay either right we can't allow that to happen to think that what he did was justified as a bonus because he had his leg they're gonna frown on that all day long so you gotta be smart and it's not me giving morals but it's still the playoffs the Sacramento Kings are not gonna lay there and play dead for you you got to work hard to win that series. And the way things look right now, I still like the Kings to win it. I like the Kings to go back home at some point and finish up this mess they've started. So says the commission. 
You've been listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. There have been other bad calls outside of Draymond Green and the Master Sabonis there in that series. I saw what Joel B. did to uh, Nick's Claxon. It was a game three, I think it was. He kicked the guy in the groin or kicked him on the leg, whatever the case might have been, because he stepped over him. I believe he got a flagrant one or technical, whatever it was he got. He wasn't ejected, which is interesting to me. Because how are you going to kick somebody in the groin and still be in the game? Refs blew that. James Harden goes to make a move, throws a, a forearm into, I believe they Reese O'Neal's chest. They said he hit him in the groin. He get him flagrant two. I did not see him make contact with his family jewels. I didn't see that. He gets ejected. Can't think if he got suspended a game or not. I think he played game four. But that's my point here. How are these punishments fitting the crime here? One guy gets suspended a game. The other guy doesn't. James Harden gets ejected, but he's not suspended. Joel Embiid kicks somebody in the groin and gets a technical. I mean, what 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 is going on in the NBA? Maybe that's the biggest question mark. Never mind the, the officiating. Officiating is piss poor. There's nothing else we can say or do about the officiating outside of what I've already said for years. Listen to some of these episodes I talked about the NBA officiating, especially with the finals. NBA Finals was a mockery of what basketball should be because we're too busy trying to worry about Steph Curry winning another ring. The fools were down two games to one against Boston, and they did everything they could to make sure that they won that series. Apropos, if you think back to 2016 and that whole series between the, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors, they did everything in their power to make sure that LeBron James won that series. No team comes back 3-1 to win the series. Nobody. Except LeBron James. Ain't that a trip? For practically the same reasons. Draymond Green, hello, decides he wants to step over. Uh, or Actually, what happened was LeBron James stepped over Draymond Green. And Draymond Green kicks him in the, in the groin area. Or hits him or knees him. or uh, I don't know what he did. But he was, he was served a suspended game. Pivotal game at that. Suspended game five. They lose game six and seven. And the Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, not favored to win that series, down 3-1, win the ring. What has happened to the NBA? Maybe if there's a question that the commission is trying to put together right now, it's just that. What has happened to the NBA? It used to be exciting to watch it used to be fantastic remember that slogan the nba is fantastic it's not fantastic anymore yes there's fans people all around the world that have their favorite team and they should but there's nothing fantastic about the nba anymore it's become a circus it's really become a situation where anything goes depending on the condition of the referees depends on which way the wind blows should the ref get this call right from that call being wrong? Because what defines a foul anymore? I don't know what a foul is anymore. What's one foul from another? Does it make the difference if you are not Kevin Durant 
for LeBron James or Steph Curry or Giannis Antetokounmpo or James Harden or Joel Embiid, if you're not those characters, is there a chance that you can get fouled, but you can't create the foul? Makes you wonder. It's not to say these guys are out there fouling people, but when is it a foul anymore? I just don't understand the logic, if there is any. And then the executives look at that and do absolutely nothing about it. When was the last time an NBA ref got fined? Fined for having bad calls? Can I say never? Is it safe to say that they never have been fined for bad officiating, poor officiating, egregious officiating? Where do you draw the line? Where do you correct the problem? Because this has become cancerous. There's nothing else that anybody else can say or do to change this outcome outside of what the refs decide they want to control. What kills me are these people in the media and so forth, commentators like this said, the refs are dictating the game. You think? <laughs> Where have you been the last 10 years? Dare I say 15 years? Better yet, where were you last NBA Finals between the Celtics and Warriors? Without digressing further into that. I'm not going to sit here and say that the NBA needs to improve. Because I think that's just cliche. What I'll say is this. The NBA now is a sideshow. The NBA today, even with the playoffs... Is nothing more than a circus. You're, you're paying for the price of admission. You're just watching a bunch of people run up and down the court to see how many points one could score over the other. These games, you don't see any defense. And if you do, it's excessive. But of course, that's all relative of the NBA playoffs, right? There's going to be excessive fouls. But does it have to be people stomping mud holes in people's chests? Does it have to be people kicking people in the groin? Or putting their forearms in somebody's groin? Does it have to come to that? I mean, how else can we better run this game where we don't see that in the playoffs? I understand aggression. I understand being uh, hardcore or, or maybe having more swagger than the other team. I, I kind of understand all of that. But you still have to play with good sportsmanship, right? I mean, that's still something that exists in professional sports. Otherwise, it's just complete chaos. Almost doesn't make a difference what's done. Outside of drawing blood, it's all good. You miss a game? Oh, well, hey, you know what? You should have done it. Draymond Green, you should have done that. But you know what else? Sabonis should not have done what he did, too. Let's justify it the right way. You suspend in green, suspends a bonus too. Just saying. All this goes away if you do what's right. Adam Silver, you got your work cut out for you, bruh. Because right now, I don't think you know how to really run the playoffs. I'm just saying. Based on what I've seen thus far in just a week, it's been nothing more than a sideshow. It makes no sense to me how you can let something like this go. How you let some of these calls slide and you don't punish the refs? Are they perfect? 
Makes no sense to me. So says the commission. You've been listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I'm pretty sure, outside of what you've heard, sports media, what you might have heard on social networks, that the NBA itself doesn't know how to control the antics of the players. And it makes you wonder how much of this is a mutiny behind what the players feel they can just get away with that the NBA just decides not to control. It's unstable. For what they've done, meaning the players, to where we are now in the playoffs, I mean, if there was any hint, you could have just watched the All-Star game and see for yourself what the outcome of that was going to be going into the playoffs. Where's the difference between the two? We got to show out for the fans. Because when it's all said and done, we want to win. But we want the fans to stay involved. You see how it is in Sacramento. Light the beam, right? Win a game, you light the beam. I'm sure in other locations, they have their own celebratory uh, uh, things that go on afterwards. But uh, it doesn't make the NBA better. It just gives us another reason to mock the NBA for what they've done to this point. Who can take this league seriously? Especially when it comes to the playoffs. How do you let slide how do you let foul calls slide for one but not the other? It's just something that if we think more about it, you get to understand what the commission's talking about. That's all I'm going to say about it. Without going any further, (laughs) I'm just curious to know what's going to happen by the end of this playoff run. And I mean, there's teams that right now, you can flip a coin toss to. But it's just the fact that, you know, so much is on the line. There's so many people that just want to see the Warriors go back to the finals. Not going to happen. Could happen. But it's not going to. Thank you for all those listening to the show. It means that much to me. This is the Kneel Down Podcast. I'm going to end it like I normally do by saying peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. And I'm out.